Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm here with Anna Conkle, an Emmy Award-nominated star and creator of Pen15, which is one of my all-time favorite shows. You guys know that. She's in a new movie called The Drop on Hulu, which is out uh, January 13th. Anna, how are you? I'm great. Just a roof caving in, just got over COVID and a stomach flu. Everything oh is God. perfect. Was it over the holidays, the, the yeah. sicknesses? It was pretty much through December, which I feel like a lot of people, I feel like everybody had the same story, but it was like COVID and it was our first time with COVID 10 days of it. And then I, and we have a toddler and she had it too. And we're like, okay, we finally got through it. And then the next day everybody was throwing up and I was like wiping Ugh. a lot of bodily things from the bathroom floor but anyway everything's a nightmare we were just talking about about, we were just talking about our roofs off air and we're gonna have to replace our whole roof which is a nightmare but uh it is what it is i don't know i it's i always feel every single year in january i feel like everything is crazy yeah that's when everything tends to happen for me and i always just think um everything good or bad everything bad like everything, everything bad everything bad is like loaded into january and then I have this weird thing where I, I believe a lot in like karma and balance and everything. And yes. so I always just think when things are really bad, it's okay. Cause on the other side of it, hopefully it'll balance out. That's what Maya said to me. Cause, cause she said karma. And I was like, I know I must've done a lot of bad things. And then she corrected me and was like, no, 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 the bad things happening now. You've got a great year ahead of you. So I love that. You guys are- I love that you and Maya are friends. I truly like pen 15 is like, one of the all-time favorite. It's like that and the comeback to me are like oh, on the, the top shelf. So I mean, good. come on. That's like, like the highest compliment to be anywhere near Lisa Kudrow's brilliance. Anna, I, it is yeah. the same level of brilliance. Like I just rewatched the, the series finale last night to prepare for this interview. And I just oh. blown away by it. Blown away. I mean, it's so heartfelt. It's so that finale like really hits you hard, especially the ending and um, oh, I mean, I was going to save these questions for the end, but did you guys know, did you know it was ending? Do you mind if I just ask you these quick yeah, questions? Yeah, no, 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 of course. Okay, yeah. Cool. Cause anything. I'm going to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, um, <laughs> yeah, no, we had planned on, even though it's called the last season they named to be for like legal reasons, which we loved. Um, wait, no, what were the legal it was reasons? Frustrating. I think when we signed the contract for the second season, it was 15, we had, it was for 15 episodes and we had said like, so that'll be two seasons. We want to do, you know, seven episodes every season. And so we'll just film it all at once. It'll be budget wise. It'll be cheaper. We can show run it all together. We're blocking it all together. Like, but there'll be two separate seasons. And we found out later that legally it was all being called season two. And we are like, no, 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 no. It can't be 15 episodes in one season. And we'd always talked about it being a three season arc. So we wrote 
And it was going to be, they had said at the time that it'd be named something else. And so it'd be like three chapters. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But we still wrote it as three seasons. And so, yeah, we knew that that was going to be the last one. But we also wanted to leave some room for the future if, you know, if that felt right again at some point, um, whether another episode or or not, you know, so. And so where are you yeah. at now with that? Is there a hope for more? Yeah, I mean, I think we're both kind of just, we're open to it and we're just kind of putting one foot in front of another with it. I mean, Maya just got done with filming Mr. and Mrs. Smith and was like traveling the world with, um, yeah, doing it. And, and I think, you know, we just worked for so long with each other being, you know, every day for 15 hours, just talking, also talking shit, but mostly talking what act three isn't feeling right. Just like such high stakes intensity of being business partners really and creative partners and family and best friends that it was like, let's put our creative energy into some other things, see how it feels and like give our friendship the time to be. And we always promise that of each other that like our friendship comes first because it gets, it gets hard. You're like doing everything together. So it's, I think it was the right decision. I definitely miss it at times, but I also am just like energetically it'll happen again when it's meant to. And if it's meant to and stuff. I feel like with the comeback, like I mentioned, she took nine years in between two seasons and I'm still holding out hope that she comes back for another one, but. Oh my God. Yes, please. I kind of just like, I trust you, you both. And I trust her. It's like, I I trust you all to know when to come back, but also that we need you back. And so I'm, I'm so happy to hear it's like sort of hopeful. I wonder, would you, would the thought be to, to stay in middle school or would it be to like go to high school or something? Or. I mean, we've talked, we've talked about different kind of, continuations of pen 15 but in a different frame and kind of playing with because you know the original idea is sort of experimental and in a way you know when we were originally pitching it people were like yeah good luck like make it a weird brooklyn play like don't you know this is not going to be marketable in tv and so i think we're just going to keep if if there's more i think we probably keep walking that path and go like how do we push this idea even further at the same time high school feels like just focusing on high school feels too easy, just in the sense of they're in purgatory, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But then it's also really exciting to watch the 13 year olds and them continue to progress. When that was the idea from the beginning that at like 35, she's still so alive in me, you know, mm-hmm. every, she's just, I just hide it better now a little better. And there it was, you know, you're just like playing that character so fun. Cause it's just raw, um, like trying not to drown, you know, in all its rawness. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like us fans of the show are obsessed with it in a way. Do you find that? I mean, more so, I think maybe it's because it's, it is so off the beaten path or something. We almost, I don't know. I, I just feel like fans of Pen15 are like, like obsessed with it. Yeah. There's definitely a club where you either meet somebody that's, you know, has absolutely no idea who I am, never will, like not their brand of humor you know, or, or, or a lot of people have said I had to turn it off, like congratulations, but I had to turn it off. Um, and I, or even calling it cringe comedy. Like I, so just don't, I don't mind it, but I don't relate to it because I'm not cringing. You know, like, I think part of the goal was how I felt reading memoirs and David Sedaris and 
and and feeling seen through the fucked upness of it all and the humor that the author found through the trauma like that's that makes me feel less alone you know so i think yeah. our club of people are like see there were mirrors for each other you know what i mean and not to uh not to bring it back to gay people but i also feel like gay people really appreciate it in a way because yeah. i feel and any maybe sort of othered people who have yeah. gone through those traumatic experiences and they're able to relate to it and i think oftentimes when you go through a trauma like that there are a couple of ways to look back at it you can laugh mm-hmm. at it and find the growth and everything from mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. or you could just want to like out of sight out of mind so maybe something never are just like yeah yeah, yeah. No, I've definitely heard people say in a way that I relate to like excavating, you know, memories and therapy or something that like just starting to watch it or talk about that age made them feel nauseous. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a, I, I do think, and I don't know why I don't have it at that age, even though it was a really hard time for me, even more so than what's on the show, but where our body blocks out that time where so much is changing and there's a lot of outcast rejectness that's like amplified in us. And for Maya and I, for some reason, it was just so visceral and remembering like the minutia to a conversation for some reason. And yet I can't remember like yesterday's conversation. In fact, I'm at my office right now and I just um, went downstairs to say like DoorDash dropped off my lunch. Thank you. Um, and I took the wrong person's food. Like I'm just always messing up like that. And yet my memory of like an aim conversation, it's like verbatim. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I love it. Trauma. Uh, I am so thrilled though, to just hear that there even is a possibility of it. Cause I was going to beg you here on this podcast. I know you directed that you directed the animated special, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a tough one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine, especially it was like height of COVID and stuff, but right. um, I was going to beg you to do, if you didn't want to come back, I was going to say, we need the animated version of it because oh, that would sweet. also be lovely. And I mean, I, yeah, I hope, I feel like it'll find if it's meant to be. And there's a, like you said, if there's sort of a genuine story still to be told and it's not just for the sake of, you know, doing it, then we'll do it. And that's exciting. And I hope that that, that's what happens. That makes me so I happy. Look at the smile. Oh, so you're excited. so kind. Because I was, I was just it. ready to, for. I was ex- for me to I be like, ready. no, yeah, we're I mean, done. You never know. I don't know, but I hope so. No, but I'm taking it as confirmation. <laughs> but also, we love. I mean, us. Maya's gonna have, call me after and be like, hey, "You said absolutely." Yeah, like it's <laughs> happening now. Um, I also always have this fantasy of like. Um, like I, I know one of the characters, one of those classmates was gay and sort of like his yes. story, but, and I so related Dave. to that. And I was like, you know, I would love to see that explored more too, because just, I, I think that era as a person in the closet, I think is really right for the picking too, because, you know, I was just talking to a friend yes. about Ab- Abercrombie and like going into an Abercrombie was so traumatic as a closeted gay boy and like seeing the bags and, oh. then, and then also like the body dysmorphia part of it i mean there's i, I don't know there's a, Endless. so much there yeah yeah all the all the different sort of other people and and it is endless of the horror and comedy of what is the costume that you wore and how how shitty was the costume 
<laughs> you know, how much did the thing you were trying to hide come through? And that's the sort of the sadness and the, and the hilarity of it. Do you know what I mean? I was just um, telling a friend about, uh, or, or t- talking about it on the show, but I remember going to a karaoke night in Northeast Ohio and I was a teenager at this time, but uh, it was like the time of American Idol where you kind of, um, they convinced us all that we were like able to sing or something. And I, I ended up long story short doing like my version of a jewel song. Do you remember that song hands? Like it's a really dramatic song. She's like, these hands are small. I know, or whatever. Oh. And I like, perf- oh. I performed it at a karaoke night, but like in my head, I was like uh, Incredible. doing an interpretation of it too. So I thought I looked straight or something. <laughs> And I'm looking oh, back now and I'm like, no, you were doing a Jules song with a skinny scarf. I mean, it was just crazy. Um, oh, I want to be your friend then. And well, now. We're, we're friends. But, we are friends. No. Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, but so you, we talk about this trauma and, uh, and, and also Pen15 fans in general. I just mentioned how we feel such a like a connection to you guys, um, after that. And so it's so exciting, I think, for us to see you flourish in other projects. And I got to watch the drop early. Uh, Hulu sent it to me and I, my boyfriend watched it with me, but he didn't know anything about it. He hadn't seen the trailer and they had sent it early. Right. And I didn't want to tell him anything because I had watched the trailer. And it was so funny to watch his reaction because this movie, I'm not spoiling it. It's a, it really is launched because your character drops your friend's baby. And I think this is like such a universal thing that happens, but to, to see and hear his gasp when it happened, it was so funny. And like, he just had no idea what was coming. He thought this was just like a friend vacation movie. He didn't even know the title. That's ideal. That's like, did you laugh after or was he like, no. Oh, he had like, like he, it was that kind of gasp laugh. So it was both. Okay, it great. was like the, that's the dream. And then he just started cracking up, but he had no idea it was coming. It was that surprise. That. And so anyone out there, if you uh, want to watch it with a significant other or some yeah. friends, like don't tell them anything about it. Like just watch <laughs> their face. This happens very early on in the movie. Um, but tell me about like getting involved in that. And then obviously the thing that you're asking probably the most is like, were you ever dropped? Did you know someone who dropped someone? All that kind of stuff. Um, I was, I, this is going to sound psychotic. It does to me now looking back. Um, but I was three months postpartum when this offer came in and they were filming in a week and a half. So they were like, and I think someone had just dropped out. I mean, full disclosure and they, yeah, they were like, can you come to the jungles of Mexico? And, and my first reaction was, no, I have a three month old. And then I spoke to the director, Sarah Dina Smith, who was eight months pregnant. And she was really, um, just encouraging it. Cause I was like pumping every three hours, you know, like for, for, you know, breast milk and, and there wasn't electricity in a lot of the you just clarify wait you just clarified breast milk and i was just thinking what if you had said you were pumping three hours like pumping iron or something i I was was pumping like in my contract it's just like gotta stay jacked obviously um i'm sorry i interrupted no no no. well i'm realizing that some people don't know what that is which is insane i knew so little i want to tell you every detail that you don't want to know about pumping breast milk because it was just, a, I didn't even, yeah, the amount that I feel after being pregnant, going through birth, having a child that is not talked about. I mean, we all know, but it's just the continuation over and over that like our problems are not to be discussed or whatever, or our joys or I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So what you were pumping on set, like in between yeah. takes? I'd have like oh my God. a towel most often. And eventually it was like, whatever, everyone yeah. can just, yeah. <laughs> this is life people. This is what's happening. But it was pretty amazing that the production was willing to stop, stop filming every three hours. And so when that, when they said that I was, it felt important. And it was to me to prove to myself that I could keep working in a way like as my vagina ceiling, you know, and what, what, you know, and also the idea that motherhood could be like R rated and comedic because so often it feels so saccharine mm-hmm. and I'm grappling with that with myself in general and my point of view on things. And so, yeah, it just kind of came together at the the best and worst moment maybe. And, and when you initially got the script or the idea for it, Mm-hmm. Was there something that it sparked in you, like a memory or something? Or I, I, I was suppose dropped. It was... I remember it clearly. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, did, has that ever happened to anyone you know or so? I mean, it's such yeah, a common no, I think, thing. Yeah. Yes, I do think it's really common. It's funny how often I've been asked that, but people being like, couldn't possibly. And I keep being like, no, 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 this happens. All- I have uh, plenty of friends that have accidentally, obviously, dropped their child. And it does feel like a lovely metaphor for parenthood you know or life in general of just like you're trying to you're doing your absolute best and you're gonna drop the baby sometimes you know um yeah I mean my first memory how many memories do I have of this no my first memory I was probably in third grade and I started babysitting probably in third grade this maybe would have been I was doing like mother's helper have you heard Mm -hmm. of that it was like five dollars an hour or something the mom would be there and I'd watch and in fact I remember watching like a two-year-old and a newborn. It's probably in fourth grade. And she was like, I'm going to go to the grocery store. <laughs> you sure? Anyway, um, my cousin who I met once this one time, I was like my second cousin was a baby came to our house and I loved babies. And I was like, can I take him up to our, my room? And he crawled off the bed. I was like, great sitter and like what do you do at that moment you're just i was like i ruined this child's (laughs) absolute sheer panic i still think about it all the time to be honest it's like one of those memories that you aren't that means something that i keep thinking about and i like need to talk about in therapy next week now um i babysat a kid who had a seizure when and i was young i was like probably you know, before I had my license, I was babysitting. It was the next door neighbor. And I remember I didn't know yeah. what to do. Cause, oh, and then I remember, know that there was epilepsy in the situation or that that could happen. I found out late, like afterwards they were like, Oh, this happens or this has happened before. But I was like, Oh, I didn't know that this happened. Why didn't somebody tell the 14 or 15 year old who was watching this child? Parenting was, was a lot, lot chiller then. Yeah. Like oh, now yeah, I'm, yeah. now I'm sort of grappling with, I've been like hearing parents talk about, how they don't say no to their kids. There's that whole philosophy of which I know nothing about. So I could, I shouldn't criticize it, but my first feeling is like, you don't, you, you just never say the word. No, that seems really hard and overkill. And then I think of, you know, I broke my leg when I was four. I broke my wrist when I was two. I don't know. Things happen. I'm, I'm okay. I think about um, my dad always had a cigarette with him always <laughs> like now my dad I feel like parent you're judged if you smoke a cigarette and 
yeah. he doesn't oh. smoke anymore, but it was like, he smoked. I have a very vivid memory of him being my first base coach in little league. And he just was coaching first base base with his cigarette and the other dads had like their beers watching and it was Norton. Everyone. Where did you grow up? Again? It was Northeast Ohio. Okay. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. My dad, we were, I'm from Vermont originally and our group of friends were hippies. I have to imagine they were smoking weed. My dad grew weed and then he smoked cigarettes all the time. And I remember him also like, driving my friend home this one memory of this, but had like a beer in the car and me, you know, like just not advocating for any of this, but the vibe was just, yeah, that's normal. Mm -hmm. It was just chill. And then mass. And then we moved to Massachusetts and still no one really, I don't remember the other dads smoking, but there were lots of other issues going on. (laughs) Do you remember your first time smoking weed that like, was it, um, sort of supervised by your parents or something? No, in fact, it was kind of a secret. Like I knew that he had, there there were all these stories of like what a sort of extreme hippie he was. And I knew that he had lived in a van and fled the draft and was doing acid and stuff, you know, in his twenties. And then, but my, my, he was like, he was a carpenter and a hippie. And then he was a human resource manager for Seven Eleven. That was like, my, so that was like, okay, that's old dad. New dad is like, you know, in a suit and going to work, getting me a free Slurpee every once in a while, which I would like tell everybody. Um, and then, yeah, so it was just sort of, and then when I was raised in sort of this conservative town when we moved to Massachusetts and I realized it was like a beautiful mind. All the pieces went together that he had been growing weed in the garden. And I was so angry looking back. It's, you know, him and my mom had divorced. He was dating someone new. He wasn't around for the holidays. I was just angry in general. Mm-hmm. And I had, I remember I had heard him say, I love you to his new girlfriend, which should be normal. But I was like pissed. It just felt like you you should be with my mom, even though that was, you know, therapy. It wasn't right. It was a betrayal. Um, yeah. And and then I realized that he'd been like hiding the weed and the catnip in the garden and it had just been there my whole life. And so I remember driving up, picking it, ripping it apart and leaving it on the kitchen counter. And I left like, so passive aggressive and he never said anything. And then I finally was like, I know you smoke weed and grow it. <laughs> um, like his parents. Yeah, I don't know. And I was in college at the time. It was like way too late for me to be mad about it. But I think it was the idea of a secret. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then uh, we got I, over it. We have to take a quick break here. We'll be back with much more from Anna Conkle. We're going to get into the Bravo of it all because Anna's a Bravo person. So we're going to talk about it. I want to thank Acast. You can find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. As always, I try to put these interviews up on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. I want to remind you all that you can go to everythingiconic.store for everything iconic merch. I'm also going to be going on tour in April, Salt Lake City, Seattle, and Denver, Colorado. Come see me. You get tickets. I'll put a link in the episode description and my Instagram bio, or you can just go to everythingiconic.com. And at the top of the page, there's a live show link. Tickets are going fast. So I hope you'll come see me while we're plugging. Also pick up my book. It's called How Do I Unremember This? Available wherever books are sold. Uh, thank you so much. And we'll be right back.
Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. I saw you talking about your mom on Kimmel, I think it was. And and I also read this interview that you did. And, and I, I had to ask you, because we talk a lot about housewives on this show, The Real Housewives, and you had said something like you were maybe watching Housewives with your mom. I'm all I want. You know, my mom once said, I'm obsessed with housewives. Okay. All tell of me them. Everything. I know everything. Okay. Although I mess up names sometimes. Um, my mom once walked into me, like I'm peeing or something, watching reality shows. And it was, I think it was Real Housewives of um, New York, classic. And like Ramona, it was like an old Ramona Sonia moment. And she was like, this, oh, now I get like, this has like a pen 15 vibe to it. And I was horrified. And then I felt great about it later. Um, no, like Ramona, Ramona ask, has the same vibe. Ramona Sonia, like there's <laughs> something about it. Like mine and Anna took weird turns they could end up there. Oh my God. Like a hundred percent. Like the old, like Bethany, like the last Bethany season where it was like, everything was in Dorinda's house falling apart. The good old days. And Sonia goes back in her chair, which I didn't know my chair goes back that far. 
Anna, wait, did I don't know if classic. I don't know if you know this, but when I did my book tour in March, I stayed at Bluestone Manor for a night. I stayed I slept in the I slept in the fish room. (laughs) The most with Dorinda? I don't I mean, mean like it was in Dorinda. Yeah, Dorinda like made a she made dinner for me and I I stayed there for the night. It was the best night of my life. And I'll I'll take all oh. the secrets to my grave, but it was it was I felt like I was living in a show. Okay, so you're not you you're, you won't share the I mean, it was just like what you would think it would be. I mean, no one else, it wasn't like other housewives were there. It was just Dorinda and a few other friends, but um that's yeah, she incredible. was she was the best host ever and the house was so gorgeous, better I think in person than it looks on tv much more sturdy got it yeah i have been this is so embarrassing but i made my first reddit comment which no one liked that maybe one person about the about the heather black guy i'm sure you've been yeah what do you think about about it yeah i think her and jen hooked up okay okay is this a common because no i like Everyone, I feel like no one's talking about that. And I don't know. I feel such a strong instinct. Well, I can tell you this will air after the finale airs, but I have seen the finale and somebody else does come up with that theory too. It's like a theory. But is there an answer? No, there's no answer. And it's so fucking frustrating because don't you feel like. No, come on. Yeah. Don't like give us an answer about this whole thing. I think it's like a storyline on the next that season of Ultimate up. Girls Trip, too, because Whitney and Heather are on that, from what That's I hear. Not, that should be illegal within the franchise. Like, you can't right. take a storyline, continue it through a different franchise and not tell us, not a different, you know, a different show. I feel like they should Wait, have had to edit it out. want to boycott it. I know. I think. So what do you think? I don't know. I think... You have an, a theory. Stop. I think uh, it was... Uh, <laughs> I think you it was, know... No, I don't know. No, from actually the only thing that I do know from people like who have worked on it or whatever is like that they don't know, like that they're frustrated that they don't know. Do you, does that make the sense? Thing that Heather's doing who I love, but who's been like, yeah, I got it. And then she's like, I have one. I have a black eye. What? Mm-hmm. I felt, I said this to my friend, Jesse, I felt scared. Like I truly, mm. it ignited something in me that was, I don't know, gaslighting or what. And the opening to one of the episodes a couple weeks ago that was like the the found footage, and I felt like someone was breaking into my house. Like I got <laughs> paranoid. The whole thing—it's freaking me out. Yeah, yeah, it's very unsettling, and I don't like yes. the I don't like the uh, dichotomy of like you. Well, we all know what happened, and you know what happened. But I don't want to talk about it, and it's like well. Don't bring it up if we're not talking about it. And then I right. do feel like they should have edited it out. If if they got through the whole season and like we still don't have any answers, then I wish they would have, I don't know, couldn't they have CGI'd her eye or something like that? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't right. want to see it then. Because now I'm just frustrated. Or keep your glasses on and she could be like, I'm so, so sick. I gotta go home. Like yeah. it feels very like attention-y in a way yeah. that I don't associate with what I've known of Heather. Yeah. I think that's why it's also creeped me out so much. Cause yeah. Cause Heather was always the stable. Was she, she's our friend and she feels she's like, a sta- she feels like a stable presence on the show. And now it's like, well, what are we watching? Yeah. Right. Do you want Mary back or, or what do you, what, what do you think? Should they bring Mary back? Really mixed feelings about Mary. Um, I would say, t- I mean, yeah, the show's better with Mary. Don't you think? Yeah. I want Mary back. Yeah. Mary back. Yeah. 
I, I mean, also, I, miss, I miss being in her closet so much. Yeah, me too. But the interactions with her family slash people that work for her, real freaky, <laughs> real <laughs> deeply. That one. I mean, I've Googled her a lot. I've yeah. gone down holes. Yeah. The reddits on her, I'm sure are, are chilling. Endless. Do you ever uh, go on those red? I, I like discovered I'm- it as though it would started last year. No, like I'm I had so- no idea this underworld was going on. I know there's like a whole thing. I'm sort of scared of it because I'm scared somebody will say something about this show, about this podcast yeah. or something. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to. Pod- oh, that's I don't true. even want yeah. to. Get in- I'm like scared. I'll see something. Um, totally. No, I know. For and some also reason, become addicted. Yeah. To the, I know. Yeah. I don't really go on Twitter. And so it's my, cause I'll sometimes want to gauge this is so weird, but is my perspective in line with the majority's perspective, which I mostly find it's not like whoever's mm. driving me crazy or whoever I'm is my best friend that week. Or um, I'm like curious about it. And I'm so often, this is so embarrassing, but there was this season when Kelly Dodd was still, still on. Is she still on? No, she's got, she's no. out. Bye. And it was, this is kind of dark, but it was this season where she was like using in the reunion, she was like using kind of Shannon's really, I know I sound like such. I love it. You're <laughs> at the right place, Anna. Okay, perfect. Shannon's relationship with David, like against her, you know, and the rumors that like Shannon texted Vicky, like it just getting dark about what their relationship looked like and abuse or not abuse or whatever. And I, and like shaming the victim essentially that I was basically hallucinating at 2 a.m. seeing this. I was so mad and I was trying to find a Bravo. This is the most embarrassing thing I could ever share. I was trying to find a Bravo email address to write to online about Kelly. She's like going to come after me to be like, this is unacceptable. Like this is, this is crossing a line. I watch every show this cross line. I finally found tech support at bravo.com and in a fit of rage, I emailed them and I found the email recently. It's like illegible and psychotic. Did they respond? So that's what I look into my personal life. What's that? Did they respond back to you? Did you get? No. Yeah. No, I hope it's printed out on someone's wall and like under like ultimate loser <laughs> real housewife fans. Wait, Anna, we have you been on Watch What Happens Live? We need you on Watch What Happens Live. Okay. I was a I Maya and I were, <laughs> were bartenders on it. And like right when right before Penn came out. And Stasi was on and they let us ask her a question and I said, "What what's the relationship like with your mom now?" Like it was like lighthearted and da da da. da. And then I asked a question that clearly I'd be into, like I like loop into the, you know, saddest storylines or the, mo- or not even sad, but just, you know, whatever, what's not being talked about enough. And I felt, I don't know if it was in my head, but I was like, Oh, I asked the wrong question. Like I brought the vibe to a different place. Um, well, we and I still you, think about it. We need you back there because I, I didn't know you were a Bravo fan and now I'm obsessed that you're on Reddit. I mean, when you, you want to talk about Bravo, what do you think about Rinna leaving? I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, um, 
Yeah. I have really mixed feelings about the whole last Beverly Hills. What do you season? What do you think? I think it, she needs a little breather. Hope, I'm hoping she came, comes back at some point, but I think she's given us so much throughout the years. And I think she played True. that she played the villain role well, but the last couple of seasons, it hasn't been like a fun villain to me. It's been like, mm. uh, just in my opinion, I, I feel like it's been a little too much. Is Erica still on? Yeah, she's going to be back. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, that'll be interesting without, well, yeah. that's what was surprising with Rena too, is like, how united to an extreme in a way that you wanted to think Rena kind of will go off on her own when she needs to. That was what was sort of refreshing about her is like, you never know what she's going to do like loyalty wise. And then Mm -hmm. she kind of made this hard, you know, twin move with Erica, Mm -hmm. which was sort of interesting. Yeah. And I I think we need to change up the dynamics a little bit. So I'm hoping this does, but they're going to have big shoes to fill. So. Right. I I know that's, that's, that's where I'm at. Who do who do you think they're going to bring in? You know, I just saw a headline about Nicolette Sheridan, which is exciting to me. However, it would be more exciting with Rinna there. Like, cause she has a history with her. True. Um, Maybe they'll bring Rinna back the next season and then I'll do all. Yeah, I have this fantasy of Terry Hatcher too. <laughs> mm. During COVID, I mean, talk about dark times. I got in this like where I was watching um Terry Hatcher's YouTube channel and it was like very it was very dark stuff because it was just her setting up a camera in her kitchen and like cooking things and no one else was there. It was just like her and she would be like it's the middle of the night. I couldn't sleep, so I'm going to make um you know, uh <laughs> chocolate chip cookies <laughs> and oh it my was God. it was a lot but really funny um I love that. but i was like oh i'd love to see her on there and maybe if it was nicolette and her let's just make a desperate housewives at that point love um, it that also makes me think of kim cattrall my son oh, would love kim cattrall on did there. you ever see the scatting um the best video, video on the internet yamakipiebo yamakipiebo <laughs> <laughs> Of course you can quote it. Maya and I used to do that to each other all the time. Zippity Dito. And then like there's a dog in it, right? I think so. Yeah. It's so one of the most bizarre videos ever. And I always go back to that every time like the feud is sort of reignited in the press between her and Sarah Jessica Parker. Right. I whenever I read about the feud, I'm always siding with Kim Cattrall, but then I go back to that video and I'm like, well, (laughs) what kind of normal person does a video like that and so that's right. so then I, I honestly believe like that's what keeps the the feud going is because so the people who have seen that video can't reconcile being team kim cattrall when they remember that video am i making sense oh absolutely makes sense but it actually it makes me yeah no you're right i've kind of gone back and forth with it where it's like whoa the weird in her is so alive and like the not caring that maybe maybe that kind of alludes to her being really fun and lovely, but like, you know, that's a little simple. Um, do you think she'd ever do? No. no. And I'm depressed about do. it. I'm depressed what? about it. I'm depressed that they'll never have her back. Or it seems like we've just gone past the point of no return of her coming back to the, and just like that, or doing a cameo or something. And that makes me upset because right. I, I, I'll watch every episode of In Just Like That, even when it's terrible. I love it. And I'm yeah. upset they won't get her back. 
But do you think she would ever be on Real Housewives? Oh, oh Beverly um, Hills. Does she live in Beverly Hills or in LA? I don't know where she lives. I feel like we probably get not Beverly Hills, but I I feel right. like she's probably somewhere odd. I feel like she's somewhere just that we would never expect her to be. I don't know where that not is. Topanga, but like I'm like, I wouldn't be La surprised Pinata if all, Yeah, or I was like Reseda or like she just, we right. all of a sudden find out she's in San Diego or something mm-hmm. and she commutes here for How I Met Your Father or whatever the fuck she's doing. <laughs> Um, yeah. I want, am I crazy? I want her on Beverly no, Hills. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Anna, I know I got to let yes. you go because I've been talking too long. Um, no, I love this. What do you want to, what's next for you? I mean, us Pen15 fans, we just want you and Maya to take over the world and do oh, everything. So but what What do you kind of hope to do? What are your hopes and dreams? I have my hopes and dreams. I'm trying to figure that out. I'm kind of, I mean, it sounds so um, earthy, crunchy of me, but I'm trying, it's really weird. I mean, I'm so lucky, but I've to, to gotten to work on like our baby for so many years and to make a choice to sort of like explore it again is it's unnerving. And I like keep reminding myself that I have to be, I'm just getting so therapy with you, but like have to be willing to fail. Like have to, like I felt with Penn that it wasn't about, you know, success or something at the time of making it. It was about like really finding <laughs> it's so corny, but finding happiness, like finding happiness in my work and, if I was going to keep acting or writing or whatever. And through it, I found a real love of both, but even more so writing. So right now I'm writing, I'm very slowly writing my memoir. I am working on a feature um, and a TV show and just putting one foot in front of another. I was just an after party, which will be on Apple in a couple months. And that was interesting. So 
and the show and the movie and are both the memoirs more pen 15 but like adulthood um but those other things that I'm doing are really different and so I'm kind of trying to just be like hopefully this is a long career and if not I'm going to try everything along the way you know in directing do you want to direct more yeah absolutely The, the feature is um with that in mind and oh god and I love show running so I'd love nothing more than to just like show run a, a show that that I love again you know and, and, and find freaky characters for Maya to do the there. memoir when can we expect is that this year next it's year it's a slow yeah, yeah. um uh probably probably a year okay. I would guess if things if I can get it together well, Anna, in the meantime, we have The Drop, which is on Hulu, January 13th. Uh, I'm such a huge fan of you. I just think you're the same. smartest, funniest, best person ever. So thank oh, you for same. all that you've given the world. And um, thank you. I got to go attend to my roof leak. But thank you for oh taking my God. Godspeed. Me too. I got to get to my bubbling paint filled with I'll, water. I'll DM you our roofer if you need the... Please okay. fully mean we that. We went yeah. through a bunch of them. Okay. Anna, okay. thank you so thank much. You. Talk soon. Bye. 